0: In movies, the one location film doesn't necessarily have a genre name, but it's a really cool way to do a story. Phone booth, buried, oxygen, all work in a unique way because you have to focus on the characters. What they have on their person and what secrets or reveals are right under their noses. Transplant onto video games and now it's you stuck in that room or scenario, trying your best to escape or figure out what the hell is going on. While setting your entire game in one location can certainly help with the budget, there's absolutely an art to pulling off the whole thing. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com, and these are 8 great video games that take place in a single building. Number 8, Luigi's Mansion 3. Whilst we all love the mansion from the first Luigi's Mansion, the last resort from part 3 is just infinitely more interesting. With the implementation of magic, every floor of this huge hotel is widely different from the last. Sure, you do get more standard hotel floors like a lobby, a shopping area, and the basement, but there are also areas that look like ancient Egypt, a film set, and a pirate ship. You would think that this would lead to the building feeling like a set of levels and not a singular structure, but there's enough hotel iconography scattered around to tie everything together, feeding into the horror-channeling atmosphere of a sprawling space filled with secrets. An overlooked franchise by many, thanks to landing right when the PlayStation 2 started its world-dominating sales run, now that Luigi's Mansion 3 is on Switch and it's one of the system's best games, it's high time this apex of the IP was truly appreciated. 7. What Remains of Edith Finch The Finch House from what remains of Edith Finch is one of the most detailed, meticulously designed buildings in any video game. You walk into a character's room and it feels real, every little detail reflecting each family member's personality to the point where you could easily spend hours searching every nook and cranny, understanding the full history of everyone who lived here. As for the game's subject matter, all this exploration is important as you'll be reliving the deaths of the Finch family one by one, with Edith revealing more to the audience about her particular family curse. In the end, it's a tragic but ultimately hopeful tale, one that delves into the idea of making the most of each day while you can, because who knows? what unseen machinations could manifest tomorrow. Gameplay wise, developers Giant Sparrow also designed a number of otherworldly experiences and playable deviations away from just exploring the house, but Edith herself stays on her family's grounds, really letting you become one with such a spiralling narrative that eventually comes full circle. Number 6. The Stanley Parable You'd think that an entire game which takes place in a single office would get a bit boring. Thing is though, The Office from The Stanley Parable is a front for one of the most creative games ever made. It serves as a commentary on our relationship with video games, how us sitting down doing what we're told can be related to an office worker just following orders. That's a huge oversimplification of the various themes and ideas present here, but The Office in the Stanley Parable is exclusively a place to be meta about the idea of a video game, and all the interactive possibilities therein. Coffee Stain Studios crafted a place where your actions can see the narrator himself get annoyed with you. Nightmarish visuals are located off the beaten path, and you can even trigger playable tributes to both Portal and Minecraft, as the narrator acknowledges that you're clearly not having any fun, and tries to ape the competition instead. The Stanley Parable is meant to be played over and over, taking off as many changes to your approach as possible, just to see what else you can trigger. It runs the gamut from mundane to madness, even featuring a museum dedicated to the game itself. Honestly, we need way more games as utterly unrestrained as this. Number 5. Castlevania Symphony of the Night while the majority of Castlevanias take place in one location and many feature Dracula's castle, it's Symphony of the Night's take that is undoubtedly the best and most iconic. The castle has everything a grumpy old vampire could want. A library, a marble gallery, and a coliseum where Dracula himself can watch his enemies fight to the death. Seeing every inch of the castle is an addictive loop of exploration and reward I'd recommend to this day. Seeing Alucard unlock a bunch of additional skills, hoover up new gear, magical spells, and beat a ton of memorable nightmarish bosses. Every area feels unique enough for the game to have variety, but you never feel as though you've left the meticulously designed layout of a castle built for the Dark Lord himself. Come the close of the game, Konami literally flipped the entire castle, forcing you to reevaluate everything you thought you knew and then reapproach from the opposite angle. Number 4, Portal 2. The Aperture Science Enrichment Center is huge. Developers Valve have crafted a lot of puzzles and complex areas across this space, but somehow it always feels as though you're just scratching the surface of the structure itself. When playing through the original portal, the size of the building isn't made clear. It appears to be 19 test chambers, some offices, and an area where GLaDOS hangs out. It's only when you play the sequel that you realise just how big the enrichment centre is. Turns out the test chambers you walk through for most of the first game are only one course of many, and now underneath the aperture façade are a bunch of older, decaying Experiments from older test subjects. Though everything is mostly lighthearted, thanks to Stephen Merchant's phenomenal performance as Wheatley across the opening, there's an undercurrent of horror to Portal 2. A facility where humans are trapped, running experiments for robotic overlords long past that initial purpose. It's also what makes the Portal series so recommendable. Number three, Control. Control is one of the most creative games to date. The Oldest House is a brilliant nexus of surrealism, horror, and fantasy all in one. A place where a Men in Black style group try their best to keep a lid on everything out of the ordinary. Creatures and entities can be tied to everything from a grandfather clock to a coffee thermos, letting Remedy go hog wild with what these beings are doing to the humans interacting with them, and how it all relates to Jesse Faden, now exploring room by room. Every document scattered around tells of the house's known history through generations, also highlighting just how much the Federal Bureau of Control doesn't really know about this structure that seems to go infinitely down into the depths of the earth. The building also has a mind of its own, reshaping itself or becoming impossibly large in one direction, never letting you feel safe but constantly asking you to press on. Number 2. Gone Home Something you almost had to be there at the time to fully get, being it kickstarted the entire walking simulator genre, 2013's Gone Home was a revelation in interactive video game storytelling. Falling back on established tropes of horror by giving you this intimidating but still mundane family house to explore, the slow inversion of expectation transforms an alluring spooky place into one of warmth and love. That is Gone Home's big reveal, that although you can find notes on ghost hunting and a light bulb will pop as you descend into the basement, it's actually about the protagonist's sister Sam realizing she's falling in love with classmate Lonnie. As a masterfully laid out sequence of rooms, audio diaries and pickups lead you to the attic where before the reveal you're expecting to find a dead body or something, Gone Home instead ends on one of the most beautiful notes in all of gaming. Again, though, it can't be stressed how much none of this would work without a perfect juxtaposition of everything you expect as a seasoned gamer going in versus the reality of what Fulbright put together. And number one Resident Evil. Is there a more iconic single location in gaming than the almighty Spencer Mansion? A labyrinthine maze of decaying textbooks, human experiments, and hidden pathways behind bookcases, it helped create the literal Resident Evil name, cementing the franchise as horror on a smaller scale than usual. There are no wide spaces here, and as the series hasn't gone full open world zombie apocalypse yet, Resident Evil 7 and 8 proved that this is always the way to go. Whilst you can technically leave the Spencer Mansion to go to the boarding house, it's a building associated with the mansion, so a bit like Edith Finch, we're still dealing with a story that unfolds across one unrecognizable biome. The original Resident Evil turned heads and solidified the survival horror genre with a deliberately slow methodical pace. Its save points and inventory management were brutal, but the knock-on effect was pure white-knuckle terror. Home of the Jill Sandwich and with a layout millions of us know like the back of our hand, Resident Evil's play of the spooky mansion card makes it an all-time great. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.